0: and salutations to our fine podcast audience welcome to three Ps in a pod episode 186
1: we made it
0: and ed's still I'm making my head down he's he- making oh. his head down <laughs> to the- to the non-existent music that we're not hearing but you, you know, are but thing you're thing hearing but Is ed it still doesn't playing like it. now oh yeah oh yeah it'll it just play rolls right just on keep
1: it. Rolling through. Oh. the whole episode we have no. that upbeat. Intro.
0: Okay, it's all upset because no, no, he doesn't like it. Yeah, this I don't is, want
1: This will okay. be interesting to our, uh, our our audience. Ed has never watched a TV show in his entire life. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't know that sometimes while people are speaking, there's still music. Playing oh, no, I know that team. part. I thought you underscored the episode. That'd be cool if we had cool. orchestration. Somebody says it. It would not be good because a lot of people listen to uh, these things at 1.5, two times I, speed. I mean. My, I do too. I'm just saying, and if you've ever tried to listen to music at that speed, it is irritating. It's really irritating. Yes,
0: although the the podcast that I do listen to at one and a half, when I do listen and I actually do watch it at its normal speed, It sounds like it's drag. It sounds very In fact,
2: there's an intro that I like. It has sort of a, it has my kind of rock feel to it. Mm -hmm. I like the way the guitars sound. And then I listen to it at normal speed and I go, that's terrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Need a little tempo.
2: Need a little tempo to that. That's
0: what it needed. So you figured it out, Ed. (laughs) All right, so this week, uh, this is not a grab bag episode like it was last week. Last no. week, we had a couple insider wild questions. We, we talked about aliens. It was just all over the place. Just grab bag. It was crazy. Crazy, I tell it you. It was wild. Wild. <laughs> this week, we're going to get more serious. Okay. All right. Oh Ed, did you see Ed's change uh, my right there? His facial expression. That was all changed. the acting where, where I can do. His, <laughs> his, <laughs> my, his my tone, tone. Act,
2: acting repertoire. Your
0: tone change. I'm so proud of the <laughs> the solemnity of your Ooh, wow. of your countenance and
2: <laughs> your vocabulary. I'm telling you,
0: I have one. <laughs> I know. I try not to use it. But this one, this one, hopefully, will will say. Bobby,
1: what do you, you use your? You dude, you're talking right now. What if, <laughs> if you're really using? To if you're not using your understand. vocabulary, Jason.
0: <laughs> I try to use the, the understandable just,
2: I, version.
1: Jason normally communicates through scat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We had to stop no, one of our vocabulary
2: no, no, no. who wanted Let's to don't, scat. Don't go, okay. yes. Let's don't go there. Okay.
0: don't go there. We've been there. We ain't going back.
1: No, this happened yesterday. Oh, yeah, someone tried Jason. to scat yesterday. <laughs> someone tried to scat yesterday? <laughs> I don't know if they tried to. They suggested They it. threatened
0: it, and we said no. Nope. Oh, <laughs> I missed that, and I'm glad that I missed that. Okay, here's the question, and this, this, th- this ties into some things that I think we have talked about in the past, and, that, and this, this viewer, listener, wants us to, to follow up on it. Here it is. I've heard you say that what God wants is trust. Yes. We have said that. So here's the question. Why so many commands then? Where does obedience fit into trust?
1: Obedience is the response to trust. Hmm. Uh, If I I trust somebody um, and they are certainly in a position of authority Hmm. in my life, Mm -hmm. then when they command me to do something or if they request for me to do something Mm -hmm. or instruct me to do Mm something— Obedience is the response. Mm. Disobedience would be an act of uh, distrust of okay. me saying I don't. I think my way is better, which mm. by that nature is saying I don't trust I don't you trust. know what's best.
2: Okay. And then I would say as well, I think um, I do think that's right. That was that's primarily what I was going to say. But I was thinking as you were talking about it, I think spiritually there are instances where if you just start with obedience and um cuz i've often said to people you may not yet trust jesus mm-hmm. but you can try this stuff mm-hmm. okay and mm-hmm. you can it can lead to trust mm-hmm. because there are things jesus tells us to do and uh they just work yeah that's true they just work they uh there is a blessing tied to them and when you align yourself with what he is telling us is right about the world you don't necessarily have to even buy that as true but if you are willing to do it Mm -hmm. and obey him Mm -hmm. uh so what you're
0: saying is obedience can just start without trust it could just be a thing of and i've heard you say this before you know um I learned that the way I was doing life wasn't working. Right. And so I was ready to try something else. That's exactly so right. So I decided that I would obey Jesus. That's right. And lo and behold, my obedience then led me to realize he was trustworthy.
2: Yeah, I think there are a lot of people, um, you know, um, all the 12 steps are spiritual principles that come right from the scripture. They're all mm-hmm. uh, clearly, they're they're right from the, the Bible, mm-hmm. and particularly the New Testament. Yeah. And... uh most people who come into a program like that they just are at the end of themselves if it's going to work they have gotten to the end of themselves which means they're i don't trust me anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i have lost trust in me and so i decide i can't but i'm going to trust that he can Mm -hmm. and so i'm going to let him which means i'm going to do what he says and i am going to trust myself to a sponsor and I'm just going to do what they say and what you find is as you do it you begin to develop trust one in your sponsor, then in the higher power or Jesus Mm -hmm. uh, and it leads to that Mm -hmm. because they are spiritual principles that just work okay Mm -hmm. they just work Mm -hmm. and uh, and that's true in a lot of scripture things I don't want to just make limited to the 12 steps exactly I wondered, as I was reading the question, if
0: the person who asked this had uh, the, uh, this assumption, because it sounds like what—I'm just trying to understand what you're getting at, whoever sent us this question, that, you know, if God just wants me to trust him, then therefore
2: he shouldn't give me so many rules. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think because we think trust means belief.
1: Mm. That. Well, but I also think I yeah. Go ahead, finish what you were saying. I'm
2: That's sorry. what I mean. I think what most people here, if I say, "Do you trust me?" and they go, "Yeah," well, I go, "Well, then do what I say." Well, yeah. Because I was going to say,
1: I think <laughs> it, I think it ultimately comes back to, and I think this whole question does. Uh, it is ultimately a matter of authority and who has authority, um, and we have really. And I would say in kind of our stream, not for all Christians, because I know there are a lot of Christians that the authority thing has been misused with. Sure. But in our stream of Christianity, um, authority really has kind of, especially in evangelical Christianity, the authority gets watered down sometimes, even to the place of us saying things like, uh, which was really big when I was younger and then into the teenage years, I know, was... You know, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then that eventually leads to every conference I was at, people like, you know, prayer, you just talk to God like you talk to a buddy. So call him dude if you want to call him dude, you know, and you can say, and I'm not saying God's offended by these things. But the thing I often think is it does misplace you're not talking to a peer talking to a friend is not the same thing as talking to parent I've had this conversation with my children because I was thinking you know the person who when I the when I tell them hey if you trust me you do what I say the person who has the biggest problem with that are my kids mm-hmm. because they go why you got so many rules mm-hmm. if all you want me is trust you well the problem is I can't trust you right now. And I've had to tell them that because when I let you just go off and do what you want, you make decisions that are not in your best interest. You have to be trained in order to be trustworthy. That is a part of life. That part of my commands are to train you to be the kind of person who can be trustworthy. Well, the problem is when I'm 30, 33, or when I'm 55, I ain't no kid. And, you, and I don't need nobody to tell me how to do things. Yeah, that's fine when it's your five-year-old, and you want me to. You want me to train my five-year-old, because when my five-year-old's in the restaurant with you and running around, you're thinking, why didn't he? And when you come to me and go, why don't you control that five-year-old? I go, well, I trust them to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. They're clearly not making the right decision, yeah. and you know this. Well, well yeah. the rest of us think, well, I'm an adult. I don't need no one to train me.
0: I also wondered, as, as I was, yeah. But to sort of bounce off what you just said, Nathan is, um, I would also ask the question back to a person who would ask this question: Is, well, what, what are you trusting God for? Sure. Because if all you trust God for is to, you know, take care of your loved ones and to forgive your sins and to give you a, you know, a place to go when you die, then. Then I would say, well, okay, if that's it, then your obedience is probably pretty irrelevant mm-hmm. at that point.
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but if I trust you, if I trust God, period, and it's not qualified, and there's not you know caveats to that, if I, he's just he's and we say it around here like this, he's right about everything. I believe he's right about everything. Well, then, then obedience for me. I, it is is baked into everything at that mm-hmm. point. I think obedience is the thing.
1: So here's let me let me go go back to the point I was making to mm-hmm. to illustrate this because this is a really good point you're making. If If the point of my children obeying my commands is because they're afraid I'm going to kick them out of the house, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, well, if you don't trust me, if I keep breaking the rules, what you going to do? Stop feeding me, kick me out of the house? Well, no, 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 because I I, I said this is what I'm going to do. If the issue, though, is, and this has happened with one of my, my oldest daughter has lots of privileges that my younger ones don't. And one of them said the other day, well, when I'm 11, I'm going to get to do that. And I said to them, I just (laughs) looked at them, I said, "Um, I'm not so sure that's going to (laughs) happen. And they said, why? And I said, she doesn't get that because she's 11. She gets that because I trust her. Because when I leave her alone or when I'm not around, she acts the way that she would act if she was with me. Mm -hmm. But when I said to this kid, I said, but I keep hearing from other people that when you're not with me, you act as if daddy's not around, so I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And I said, that breaks trust. So are there things you're missing out on because I can't trust you? Yes, that's part of it. Uh-huh. And I think we miss this sometimes with God. And that's what I mean by authority. A lot of us think God's sole authority in life is who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. Yeah. And so to go back to and your And who,
2: who somehow takes care of my family in this mystical way oh, yeah. that I determine what it means to take care of them, sure. not God. Oh, yeah. Sure. And that I—it basically is I trust God— to do what I want him to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I was sitting here, I had to, I'm still not sure I'm going to say all this right, so when I get off track, y'all just interrupt and make it right. <laughs> uh, there is a lot, I think, in the way that I had was taught Christianity growing up, and I probably have even taught this enough that people would see it, and a lot in our world that is little more than paganism, Mm-hmm. and superstition mm-hmm. and that people believe i i trust in jesus and what they mean is if you gave me a test that would somehow determine whether i go to heaven or hell or if somebody i care about gets sick that i could pray and that would make me somehow feel better that i had done all that i could do for this person that was sick because i'm i not a doctor and now i'm going to I'm I'm gonna pray and I trust God, but there is no indication anywhere else in my life that God and I mm. have anything going on. It's just these, and it sounds so. In my head, I keep. It's it's very little different. I I have a friend who always. I don't think he believes this stuff, but he'll regularly do things. He'll say something. He'll go knock on wood, and I go mm-hmm. why. Yeah. Why are you knocking on wood? Is there a termite you're killing? I mean, <laughs> is there do power? You, do in you really t- believe and he go, Oh, I don't believe it. it's just something that people get say and I go, Yeah, a lot of prayers are that way. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of prayers are it's knocking on wood, it's throwing mm-hmm. salt over your shoulder, it's mm-hmm. not walking under a ladder, it's it's you know, being afraid of the thirteenth or any of that stuff. Yeah. I, I don't but trust trust is a parent. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean it's just a parent. Well, and you like know, you said, you, you can see in your one daughter that she can be trusted.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. but that comes through that comes through a relational, and relational, and I've had to say this to them before because we were talking about something. Oh, I overheard them speaking to an adult, and they weren't even being disrespectful, but they kind of came back a little flippantly with the adult. And I just pulled them aside, and everybody goes, you don't get to talk that way to a grown-up. And that that dichotomy to them was very hard to understand. And it's one of those things that is hard to explicitly explain. If I had to explained to you in explicit terms why you you need to show a certain level of honor to an older person, it's not that they're more valuable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you for some reason it's okay to dishonor someone who's younger. But there is this understanding that you are a child and this person adult, and part of the relational dynamic between the two of you. Is you 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 do submit? You do look and go. You know I don't get to say whatever I want to this person and just expect them to flippantly have to deal with it. And once again, if you most adults appreciate that when they see a child who is respectful like that, as opposed to ones who don't. And we look and we go, oh, well, don't they have so much spirit? But <laughs> we look and we go, there is something to that. Well. God's inviting us into that kind of a relationship, and we miss that. doesn't mean He doesn't love us, and it doesn't mean we can't say what's on our heart to God. There is a difference, though, between me and God, and I think we miss this at times. He does have an authority in my life to, to tell me what to do and how to do it, and there is—I'm trying to say this in the right way—there is a relational dynamic that exists between that kind of a thing, that when you talk about prayer and the way people talk about it, and I hear a lot of people say this to me, and they say, you know, prayer is a powerful thing. And I said, it is. But, you know, when I think in the Bible at the times where it says prayer is powerful, the place I've seen it most often is James says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And the way we've turned that is any prayer you utter at any time. Jesus says at one point, if you ask for anything in my name, meaning right. in my character, mm-hmm. with my likeness, it will be given to you or it'll be done for you. It does, there's no blanket understanding that because God is a good and loving father, if you ask for it, he just turns everything over to you. More than if I would say to my nine-year-old right now, though I can't trust you alone, I'm going to leave you at home for two days by yourself because that's what because you want to. That's what a good loving father will do. There is something in this relational dynamic, and it's not me earning anything with God. It's not saying if you work really hard, it's not the paganism thing you're talking about of, if I work hard and I say the right words, God will give me what I want. It is a relational dynamic of a person who God looks at and sees as trustworthy and effective uh, and someone that he can trust or righteous in this term. There is a difference in that dynamic than just a person who goes, I believe God's gonna save me from hell and occasionally I'm gonna throw things out to God.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And for me, back to the the rule part of the question, um, I would say, if I become someone who is like you just described, a fully, I fully trust God, you know, mm-hmm. which is a goal, mm-hmm. I wanna be someone who fully trusts in God, then I think I would become less bothered <laughs> Yes. by the fact that he has rules for my life. And I, I find this not just in other people. I see it in myself, too. I get real upset. Well, shouldn't have to have all these rules. You know, we should be, you know. It, but then Paul talks about how there's freedom when mm-hmm. we live underneath the law of Christ. Mm-hmm. So there's some kind of balance in there somewhere. I think it's that where,
1: relational dynamic.
0: It, well, and I agree. That's where I was headed. As my trust in him grows... Because my my relationship in him, I'll
2: I'll say this as well. I think the freedom, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure. I, I'm sitting here thinking about. There comes a point. Why does God want me to trust Him? Because ultimately, He knows when I can come to the place that, which a lot of people say, "Of God said it, I believe it." Mm -hmm. When I can get to the place that really, I trust God's character enough to know. There is nothing he will ask me to do or any place that he'll ask me Mm -hmm. to be that is not for my benefit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, then it doesn't really matter that the rule doesn't make sense to me Mm -hmm. or the circumstance that I'm in causes me ultimately to go, ooh, that feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. God wants me to trust him because he knows for sure that we live in a broken world with broken situations. And in every life, there are going to be circumstances that are going to happen to his children that ultimately he wants us to get to place. There can't be a rule for everything. That's, That's right. So the rules the rules are to help me learn to trust him so that when I'm in a situation where there can't be a rule for everything, I just trust him. Mm-hmm. I just trust my father is good. I'm in this situation. He is with me. His spirit will guide me. I can make it through this no matter what the circumstance is. And I can be okay and he can receive glory from this moment. Mm. But if I, and the freedom that comes from that is I don't have to be anxious. That's right. What well, d- in any situation? That's, that's the freedom right. that's found. The freedom that's is. the freedom found in the law. The law is a schoolmaster, Paul also says,
1: to get me to this other place. So here's a good example of what you're talking about. It's just, I'm now on the train of thought with my kids, but so my oldest daughter, she, she'll she stay at home um, when we go to the gym in the morning and I leave her, hey, here's some things, you know, that's part of our agreement is if you stay home, there are going to be some chores I need you to do around the house while we're gone. So she often makes food for like lunch, she'll prep things for lunch. So I told her, I'd left her a recipe, an instruction, a command list of how to make these carrots for, put them in the crock pot, do this. And one of the things was, we have minced garlic in a jar, you gotta open it. Now she has a way to text us, um, like through Facebook Messenger app, she can text my wife, we're at the gym. Well, she could not get the garlic open. She couldn't get the jar open. And when, when we got, I got home that uh, morning, she said, Daddy, I, I couldn't get the jar open. And I, I started freaking out. She's a perfectionist. She wants everything. She goes, "I'm freaking out." And I thought, "Oh man, I can't do what Daddy asked me to do. I'm going to mess this up." And you know, circumstances have changed. And she goes. And then I thought, "What would Daddy do?" And she goes, "He would go to Google and look up how to open it. So she Googled <laughs> on on her phone how to ways to open a jar when it's stuck. She figured out how to open it. She did a bunch of different things, you know, running under hot water, all the different things you do, found a way to open it to do what I wanted. Now I had not told her, I did not write down a command that said, if jar can't be opened, do this. But she was a thoughtful person who said, I know the command he did leave me. This is a slightly different situation than the exact command. What would I? What could I do to do to honor what he asked me to do in his likeness, in his way? And this is what I think God calls us to do. We said on the last episode with AI, with Chat GPT, with all of these different things that the Bible doesn't cover. Right? Is mm-hmm. I'm supposed to enter those spaces right as a person who goes? I know how God has taught me to honor people. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's really the command. Honor people. Yep. The command isn't say these words, don't say these words, you know, act this way, don't act. it's honor people. And I, as a thoughtful Christian living in the 21st century, who knows the likeness of my Savior, who has been walking daily with him. I've been for I can be formed into the kind of person who could respond in a situation like Jesus would, though he did not clearly write the recipe for me how to do right. it.
0: Yeah. I think one of the issues, too, that I was thinking of um, on this issue is that I think a lot of Christians, um, we wind up, we know the right thing. We want to trust God. We want to do things His way. And we say all the right stuff. We say all the right stuff around here. Um, But then there comes that point where I run up against a rule, a law, or something.
1: In the Bible. In
0: the Bible. Something I know God has called me to Mm -hmm. do. And I don't like that one, and mm-hmm. and I think there's this thing in us. I'm, I'm not I'm not imposing on the question asker, but I would say there's this thing in me that when I hit one of those, there there's a test of my trust. Yes. And I have to decide. Okay, is there? Because that's when I start pushing back. As why? Because why is there so many rules? Why can't why, we just back? Hard. Why why we got to be so harsh? That's Especially and and I'll tell you this: the people that I know and have seen that have run up against a rule that is directly uh, opposed to their lifestyle,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to what they would call their orientation in life, mm-hmm. to what they, they feel in themselves, mm-hmm. and they have said, okay, I don't want that to be true, I don't like that, Yeah, but you're God, yep. I trust you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay. right. Mm-hmm. I think those are people who have way more trust in God than most Christians do.
2: I agree
0: with that. And I yeah. and I want to say that because I don't want you to think that, you know, every time you run up against, oh, you know, right. you know, one of these things that it's gonna be, oh, well God didn't mean or you can figure it out, or you know, if you just trust him and all these other things, that don't matter. There comes a point where they all matter. They all do matter. And and I'm not saying we're all getting it all right all the time. No, we're not. That's part of it's part of the discipleship journey. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that is the discipleship I journey. It is me running up against the stuff that I have to decide how much do I really trust my Heavenly Father That's right. to to do what He said. And back to your illustration, to if I can't figure out how to do what He said, yeah, knowing who He is, I will I will do what He said however I can possibly do it in the Spirit of Jesus. That's right. But there's there's a tension there. And if there's not a tension there you probably you probably haven't truly you're probably truly not dealing with God Right. that's right you're massaging it somehow that's the thing that I think gets really really tough sometimes
1: well I think the thing that most of us are trying to look for most of the time is you know I want to find out solutions to my current problems I've mm-hmm. got a lot of problems yeah. and what God has left us with in the scriptures is it is um this tool or this library maybe that's a better way to say it of lots of different things some are commands some are stories right all Mm -hmm. these different things is what the bible is right but its goal is to be used within the community of god Mm -hmm. right to make us people who can be trustworthy and effective and responsive to god and these kind of things and so it really is a long journey as you've said and I would just encourage anyone who listens, if, if your trust is what God wants, ultimately what God, ultimately what God wants is he wants this loving relationship, this partnership between us and him, but that it's really clear Jesus is still king. Like mm-hmm. the partnership is not right. that somehow me and Jesus get on equal standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 partnership is that God listens to me like I, like I was talking about. Like I do, I feel like good parents do with their kids. They listen to their kids and they respond to their kids and they go, Oh wow, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought. You know, my wife this staycation, she was decorating some stuff with the house, and because we've got a preteen, I thought it was just great on her. She said. She loves to decorate. I'm going to let her be a part of that process, right? Normally, I would just make it's my house. I can make all the decisions. But she goes, what do you think about this? And there were even some things that my my daughter came with. My, I know my wife. It is not her style, but her thought was she goes, for the sake of this relationship, mm-hmm. for the sake of what we're doing together, this doesn't go against it. She didn't bring anything vulgar into our right, house. Right. Right. It's still within the character of who we are as people. And she goes, I'm going to bend a little bit towards her. And And I do think our Father does that. When people ask, why why even pray if God doesn't doesn't change anything? I think there are times Mm -hmm. God listens and he goes, hmm, Mm -hmm. that's an interesting idea, and I'm going to bend a little bit your way. I don't think he—he clearly will never do anything that is against his character or his Mm -hmm. nature, but there are times that God moves, and I think that's what James means when he says the prayer of a righteous person, a person who is already living within God's character. God looks and goes— I can trust that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy gets it. He is trying. He is moving towards it. I don't think righteous person means, as Jason's already said, a perfect person, person who knocks it out of the park every day. Mm-hmm. It's the person that God looks at the heart and goes, this is a person who's trying, man. They mm-hmm. want to trust me. They are moving this way. Mm-hmm. And obviously, God is unpredictable. So there are times he just opens up the floodgates on people who don't even deserve it and aren't even trying. Yep. But we want to be the righteous people who are trying to do what God calls us to do
0: so there you go send us more that was a really good that was a great question, question. thank really you for that and, and we enjoyed ha- I enjoyed having that conversation yeah too. me too because that, that sometimes I figure things out while we talk yeah it does oh, help yeah, to it's talk very, it's very helpful yeah, it helps us so you know you're helping us as much as mm-hmm. we're to. I hope I think yeah, so I hope we're helping you come get clear that. on things but we're just trying to get clear on some things some too. of y'all like so. fix
2: the music at the beginning would be a big help to us. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't letting it go, is he? He's
0: grumpy. I'm telling you. Yeah. He's grumpy. I'm saying. I don't think the music's gonna change. I have, I, I also don't think. I that. will I just tell you, you I'll tell you
1: this person, tell you at this point, the more we talk about, it, the less likely it's mm-hmm. going I, to change.
2: I also feel that, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna not mention it again. I here's this what this I'm gonna episode. say.
1: <laughs> okay, I was gonna say here's what I think. There's two possible things. One, he won't remember that he said not that he wasn't gonna mention yeah, it. I'll, I'll go, no, man, I love that song. That's, okay, that's a third possibility. A, <laughs> second is he'll keep talking about it. Third is he won't remember we have a theme song and we won't ever talk about it uh, again. True. All of those are highly possible. So
0: Come back next week right. to find out and you'll find out. See you then.